Hey everyone, welcome back to American Snippets and another installment of our Op-Ed Friday show. Uh, every Friday we keep things real and we don't hold back while we tackle the most ridiculous news story and headline of the week. Uh, we also sprinkle in some positive news stories as well. Uh, Barbara and I would like to welcome today's guest on the show, our, our special guest, Ron Hammond. Ron Hammond, thanks for joining us on Op-Ed Friday. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah, what? Why don't you quickly tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and kind of. Fill our okay. audience in on yeah. your background. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's what he was trying to say. Got it. Uh, former CIA operations officer, uh, left um, after uh, about 13 years there, formed a couple of businesses and that helped prosecute the war on terror. And then uh, in the last four or five years, I'm doing a company called OpsLens focused on pushing back against the progressive bullshit that's been going on and trying to help out there. Yep. We love it. And we love that we have just started streaming our live shows with you guys every, every week. Tonight's another one on Thursday night. So yeah, Thursday night, seven o'clock. We love absolutely like love it. having you guys. Okay. Are absolutely. we ready to get into it, Ron? Because there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot this week, Ron. <laughs> get through it. I got to start with this one because I'm not going to be able to focus on anything truly meaningful until I get this like out of my system. Okay. Got it. Uh, we were talking quickly before we started about California. Good news. California residents, Disneyland is opening back up just for you. Only if you live in California, you're allowed to go. If you buy your tickets in advance and you follow all these rules and you spin around three times, you do the hokey pokey and all that stuff. You too may get into Disneyland, but before you get on a roller coaster, my friends, and this is really important. Make sure you get all that screaming out. Warm your heart up to scream inside your heart because you are not allowed to scream or yell on a roller coaster. You got to keep your fun tucked oh. inside. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just pause oh, yeah. here in a moment of silence so that everybody let that sink in. You can ride a roller coaster, but you cannot scream or yell because you'll kill everybody um, with COVID. Yeah. Totally, uh, totally. Uh, yeah. As I as I think about that, in fact, I was just at Disney World okay. in Florida. Yeah. Okay. Which has been open. Right. Uh, and and so uh, exactly. This was Good two, point. Two weeks ago, I went. Um, they had it as Disney always does. They had it down to a science. Right. The lines, the the separation, the masks. And I, everything went, I mean, it's the smoothest time I think I had at Disney, uh, Disney World in years in terms of getting through the lines. It went really quick. Uh, they had everybody spaced. Uh, oh, you could scream your head off on any <laughs> ride, okay, and enjoy it thoroughly. And in fact, everybody was screaming their head off, hands in the air. I mean, just everything. Uh, amazing time. And I, we were looking at each other thinking, Okay, this uh, this is going to be good in the next month or two, even more so after the after the vaccinations get things equilibrated to the where they should be. But it's amazing. So I, I don't know what the hell's up with Newsom in in California, other than the fact that uh, they're scratching their head why he's re being recalled and why people are leaving in droves. Yeah, there's a reason. I mean, I'm not I, I sure mean, if we can. I'm not sure if. Newsom can take all the credit for this. It seems like these policies come from the California Attractions and Parks Association as part of its responsible reopening plan. So maybe, I don't know if Newsom has a tie into that or whatever, but it was also sort of inspired from uh, Fuji Q Highland Amusement Park in Tokyo. 
And they're the ones who issued their directive to please scream inside your heart. So, you know, just explain that to, to the wee ones on the ride or oh. whoever is on, <laughs> on the ride. Well, and it's, and it's and it's counterproductive. You go on the ride to scream. scream. To scream, yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. you you want to let that visceral reaction <laughs> out, right? It's just it's counterproductive. And, and Ron, to your point before, like the one in Florida has been open since June. Yep. You, you can go and have a good time, and here in California, which is one of the most has been the most strictest strict strictest in terms of COVID nineteen guidelines in the entire country, and you know, they're seeing the same exposure rates, infection rates, death rates, and just as Florida. And they've had the strictest lockdowns out of anywhere in the country. And now they're finally starting to open up, but you can't open your mouth, right? You can open up everything else, but you can't open yeah. up your mouth to express express yourself and your, and your joy. <laughs> Only our borders oh. are allowed to be open, not our mouths. Well, that says a lot. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it it goes right down to restaurants. I mean, I just took my wife out uh, this past weekend and we went down to the pier. St. Pete has a new pier. Beautiful downtown. Tons of people everywhere. Yeah. I mean, there were there were people in the restaurants. Uh, People had masks. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, people wore masks for getting in and out, but it wasn't. uh, People were jumping all over you if you didn't have a mask. I mean, while I was walking, I took my mask off. You go into a place, you you know, you mask up to make everybody happy. But it was fantastic. We have all these signs here in New York. One small ask, wear a mask. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, I just want to drive into them every time. I see no, them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it would really be funny, you know, when you go on the roller coaster and they you like you do the photos and they catch you as you're coming down. <laughs> and everybody's and everyone's yeah. like. Yeah, just, I love it. Everyone's cold face <laughs> stare, like no one's smiling. Better yet, they should just make them all wear a mask. Actually, you have out. to wear the mask anyway. Oh, on the so, coaster. okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. And in, and in fact, um, they had that on uh, on the coasters for uh, Disney World, too. So yeah. all the rides, you still had to wear the mask on the rides. Yeah. Right. right? So, you know, I, I jokingly asked one of the guys, I said, so what if I took my mask off? I mean, the cameras, I mean, I'm sure you're monitoring what's going to happen. He said, that happens a lot. Ride stops. And we, I said, really? He said, yeah, the ride stops. So it happens enough time, but, but it never happened while we were there for the two days. Nobody took their mask off. But if you have a mask on, why can't you scream? Right. Like, isn't that the whole point of wearing a mask? So you protect yourself, protect others from you. If so, if you already have the mask on, you should be able to scream, talk, do whatever you want. Absolutely. We could go on this forever. We should. Thank you guys for letting me get this out of my system. I know I could keep going. So help me, help me dial it back in and go on to things that actually matter. Um, You know, because you have to. So the election and not the election that everybody's going to think about when you say the word, not the, not the big Johnny T election, but Iowa, (laughs) Iowa, (laughs) the second congressional district has an election that was remedied. A winner was declared. Marionette Miller Meeks was declared the winner by six votes out of 400,000. The state certified the vote, the votes. Pelosi swore her in and Miller Meeks has been doing her doing her thing as congresswoman for Iowa. Representing, right? Then, representing Iowa. Yep. 
Like she was voted exactly. in to do. But yep. her, the loser, um, I, I, why don't I have her full name? Hart is her last name. She- Loser's fine. I think Rita, <laughs> the loser. <laughs> I love it. So rather than Not contest it in court, apparently there were 22 envelopes that were, 22 ballots that were discounted because there was an issue with the envelope. So if the envelopes didn't pass muster, they were tossed and the votes, votes were encountered, as is their policy procedure, as is done in elections, presumably, right? And so she lost the election. And rather than take the appeal to the state courts, she chose to go running straight to Pelosi and cried to Mama that, hey, I lost by six votes. <laughs> and Mama said, Love come it. here, my little chickadee. We're going to fix this for you. Right? Yeah. And so now, now, there is a nine-member panel seated in Congress that is set to, I think, on Monday, the both sides have to get their positions in. The nine-member panel is comprised of six Democrats, three Republicans, and they're apparently going to be determining the validity of that election with the full knowledge and intent, it appears, to overturn the election, kick the winner out, and put their little chickadee in her spot, right? You would think that they would at least say, yeah, it's hypocritical, we don't care, and pull out some bullshit about how we seeded ACB and that's hypocritical. So you started it kind of thing, right? But no, they're not even saying that. They're like, this has nothing to do with that election. This is nothing right. like that. And they see nothing wrong with contesting an election that was certified. <laughs> was seated. They see no hypocrisy in this. They're actually doubling down on that and, yeah, and yeah. coming right out and saying there is no hypocrisy in this because you're comparing apples and oranges. So we could have a seated congresswoman removed removed by the democrat party and replaced because supposedly they found like votes somewhere like 22 22 ballots yeah that were yeah. not counted well, because there's two of the envelopes yeah and and some of them were f literally found after the fact they said as well i think at least that was one of the articles i read on on twitter you never know yeah. um what well, was on twitter but, must be true Oh, yeah. yeah. So in that <laughs> if you're going to take that for what it's worth, if magically, you know, they found a million votes for Trump in a warehouse yep. somewhere in Illinois. Right. Right. Couldn't we just remove oh. Joe Biden from the presidency now? Because right, it's the same thing. It's no different. And it's, CNN it's reported. Exact. Yeah. CNN actually reported that Democrats are undeterred, but undeterred by the mountain criticism over it. Yeah. Oh, and, and this is the issue. And I mean, the problem it, it serious and it leads into H.R. one, which is, you know, uh, on the block now. I think all of these things, even go as far back as the hanging Chad, you know, back with right. uh, or, <laughs> with Bush, Bush, you know, you know, with the first Bush. It, the issue becomes. These were little tests. They're pushing the system, I, I think, for the coup de gras that, that comes later if, if if there's no resistance that's that's put given back to this now they say oh okay it's like old dividends take a mile okay so none was here then this is a formula to be used in the next elections and the next elections coming up are 2022 yeah and i i'm really worried about 2022 yeah. in terms of how georgia went now we're seeing this uh debacle debauchery here with uh with io it, it, it 
it makes me feel like they're setting the stage and we shouldn't be surprised if these same types of issues become par for the course for the 2022 right. elections. And, and they're going to try to then discount the Republican field by using these same tactics. And this is just one way of warming it up. Yeah. Testing yeah. it out. And, and, and we need to fight back. I'm glad you brought it up because it's, it's obscene one because it violates states' rights. The states run the election, it, not P Pelosi and, and Congress. Right. They validated what the state did. The state has to do it. And if there's an issue, the state has to take it through their legislature and their court and 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 take care of it. I think that's what we heard about Georgia, isn't it? With some of the voting issues that were down there. Oh, Georgia declared that it was fine and, and back off. So for them to jump the gun and circumvent the state itself, that's that's a gross uh, to me, a gross overstep by the federal government with respect to states' rights. Yeah. But, and you know, then you hear something like in Michigan, where I, I read an article the other day where I think it was the Michigan attorney general or someone basically came out and said that <clears throat> Democrats broke, they literally broke the law in regards to absentee ballots in Michigan. Yeah. But, you know, that's just get, that gets brushed under the rug. Exactly. So no one hears like, about that. Nope. And and you won't through the mainstream media. This is right. this this is the issue. Um, you know, Prager, you did a great thing on voting. It's like a five and a half minute deal I saw on the three issues. One of them was you know ballot harvesting, and and in those three issues that they said are the problems going into the future. More people should look at. I know he gets a lot of crap thrown at him, but he does a good job, and that articulated it very nicely in terms of what we're seeing here now. Yeah, we'll have to check that out for yeah. sure. Yeah. So also apparently um some Republicans have launched a petition at PelosiSteel.com. So I'm gonna hop on that and check that out later too. And if the I don't care if it's just a petition, doing something is better than nothing. To your point, Ron, if people sit back and say nothing and do nothing, we just had this conversation this morning with somebody we both know and respect, um, sort of wondering why people bother to get so engaged or why people post things or have these arguments or discussions saying it's mean meaningless just detracts from your own personal overall goal and outcome and well-being and it's time and energy that it would be better spent elsewhere. But we believe that we have to be screaming about this loudly and they need to know they're being watched. And especially those people who are going to be up for re-election, if they pull this crap, who yes. in the right minds, you know, would not be running doubly hard against them and no. that, you know, you have, you'd have, you'd have to believe that there are some, moderate people who voted not even for Biden, but more for against Trump, right? Who right. would draw the line at this, who would say- And, and know, they should draw the line. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, at the end it, of the day, right? This is a government of and, you know, and by and for the people. So, yep. you know, it's up to us to be the stopgap. It's up to us to draw the, the red line in the sand. These are conversations that need to be had. Otherwise, the compound effect of all these things continuing to happen, as long as they continue to-, to to evolve and people let it evolve into something that is completely uh, corrupt and disingenuous and unfair. You know, you have the media manipulating things. I mean, the Washington Times just had to retract the story they did on Trump about yeah. Georgia because the source that they had was completely 
They didn't even have it. It was it was a lie. They they <laughs> fed a lie right before the Georgia runoff that could have very well impacted those two Senate seats. And again, just another story that gets brushed under the rug because it doesn't fit the it's narrative. Over so, and it doesn't matter. so so who so it it does matter. It I'm, does I'm matter not that, saying it doesn't matter. They're no, saying right. That. But I'm saying it matters. Yeah, that, they're that saying people like us, like you know, people need to be more aware. More people need to stand up and 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 voice their opinions and their frustrations about this because it really is there. There are our representatives, right? Our representatives. Yep. We elect them to these seats. And so we need to be there are employees. We need to do a better job of holding them accountable. <laughs> I think that's a good that's a good way to put it. They are employees. We hired but they them. act like our 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 kings. Yeah. Did you queens. see Pelosi the out there today in a press conference? And I'm digressing. I'll get back here in a second. Yeah, I digress too. Uh, but she was asked, you know, how do we thank the the frontline, the medical workers? Right. And she's like, Oh, everybody, Pelosi actually said this. You can find the clip. Pelosi's like, everybody's calling them heroes and they save the day. You know how we thank them? We let them keep their jobs. That's what actually wow. came out of her mouth. Do you know how wow. we thank them? We let them keep their jobs. She's such a piece. That's, she that's is, an amazing quote. I got to see that. Yeah, oh, I'll shit. send you the clip later. I found it and I was like, what the holy, like, what did she say? That's, that's just, what is she thinking? That was like the but, clip. Prior to the elections, where she was questioned on one of the laws she made about people, you know, wanting to open up for COVID. And and she's like, and the CNN anchor even, I think it was Wolf, was after her, yeah. like, Pelosi, you know, Nancy, what do you think about people saying this? And she just went into him saying that, you know, now you're taking oh, your side. She's like, I represent them. She's And he said, yes, but, you know, those people need help. She's like, and we feed them. She said, we yeah. feed them. <laughs> Yeah. And she stands in front of her. All right, I'm gonna. I could go off on Pelosi forever. I, I but, really just like. Oh, she she, she she brings out a visceral reaction. So, yeah, she does. She's just uh, worse. Yeah. So, but yeah. to to the point though about these 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 items, and and it's important for us to voice and yes. push back against them. What I find fascinating, and here's where. I think you're going to start to see the co- the collusion grow even stronger between the big tech companies and and government. It already has. Yeah. So I mean, you you've seen this in the streams that you do. You you say anything about the, a fraudulent election and they'll block you <laughs> or ask yeah, you. Yeah, this remove one's it. never making it. By the way, we've said yeah, that exactly. many times. <laughs> exactly. You say. I, you know, uh, on several that I did on YouTube, I, I'm about to get kicked off of YouTube. It, it was basically uh, violation of community medical standards, whatever the frick that means. You know, uh, community. Okay, violated community. I just in the in the clips we were just talking about the CDC uh, guidelines that were uh, put out and questioning why they can say. They can follow some and not others, like going back to school when they said it was okay to go back. You can't even question or, or draw a question against stated guidelines that they supposedly back. You violate community medical standards, right? Community medical it's even standards. Worse. Yeah, you're not allowed to think for yourself. That's the standard. Exactly. It gets right. even worse. I reposted, this happened uh, last week. Okay, I reposted a, you may have seen it. Um, a, uh, a quote by Plato. Basically, you know, I paraphrase it. It, it says, you know, the, the, the person who speaks the truth is typically the one that's most hated, right? Okay. And Plato on the bottom, right? 
I get a, a warning from Facebook and Instagram that basically says it's been stopped. They Nobody has access to, to see this. I violated the community standards by posting this and that I, I'm being warned if this continues, I will be uh, prevented from posting anything. And I'm scratching my head going, wait a minute, this is a, this is a philosopher <laughs> from Western civilization. And and you're saying it's a violation of community standards? I, I'm 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 befuddled now. He was My point being conservative. Well, exactly. the The point being is, is that even these little cases like Iowa, if you start to see tech saying, giving you warnings and pushing back, saying you can't dispute this, you can't question what's going on with this. That's my red flag automatically that shit's something's wrong with this. Shit's shit's hitting the fan and they're trying to stop it. Yeah. And Pelosi came out. She said for them to call anybody hypocritical about elections when two thirds of them in the House voted against accepting the presidency of Joe Biden is, well, it's just who they are. Yeah. And (sighs) forgetting the fact that, uh, you know, the resist campaign started by her and Maxine Waters and all the all the rest under Trump. Uh, did worse. They they didn't even show up for the inaugural. I mean, yeah, there's, there, it's one thing to object. Well, to, Trump didn't either, but I'm glad he did. Yeah, it's one thing to object yeah, to, to electors and and do so because you think that the election had irregularities that should be looked into for election integrity right. and everything else. It's a whole exactly. other thing to literally take your the power that you have, maybe with a few others, and single handedly unilaterally. Yeah. Change the outcome she after exactly. she's already been seated. Who's voting so. her into office anyway? Exactly. How, how, what, has anybody looked at her elections and runs? But anyway, all right, let's move on Good here because we got we got another one. And sure. guess where it comes from? It's Pelosi. not even from New York, but it is from her. <laughs> it is from her. Uh, do a whole show on her, her home country yeah. or her home state, home state, home yep. state country. Right. Uh, Santa Ana in California has just doubled down on a move in 2019 by Gavin Newsom when he passed a bill that allowed non-U.S. citizens to serve on boards and and commissions in their county um, because that was an effort to remove barriers to service and authorize all California residents, including those without lawful immigration status, so that their perspectives and voices are heard in the country in which they are residing illegally. Santa Ana, their city council just voted unanimously, by the way, a unanimous vote on the 15th, a couple of days ago, let's say 18, to amend that language of an ordinance to allow non-registered voters to run for board and commission seats. They did this just by switching some words around. The term qualified elector of the city is out and in his place is resident of the city. Now there's about 100,000 undocumented people living in Santa Ana County. That's by a survey by the Vera Institute of Justice. So there are 10 boards, commissions and committees are now open. Two of them have been open all along, are now open for these undocumented illegal residents to have a say in how their county commissions are are run. And this includes arts and culture, personnel, community development, the planning commission, 
Environmental and Transportation Advisory Committee, Historic Resources Commission, Workforce Development Board and Board of Recreation and Parks. Now people who don't pay taxes for any of those. And as a matter of fact, take our tax dollars to be supported and all this. Take our jobs, work under the table. They don't have to pay taxes. They don't have to be responsible for anything. They don't have to be a contributing member of society, but they can make the rules. Yeah. 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 This, again, this is one piece of many pieces that are fitting together for the strategy that they're doing to undermine uh, our ability, our being the, the, the conservative side's ability to be able to, to withstand the onslaught. And what do I mean by that? I mean, I hate to reuse a, a, an often used uh, uh, you know, a metaphor, but you know, it's like with the wall. You know, we always said, okay, well, you, you wouldn't want, want to leave the front door of your house open and have people come in uh, just at will. Same same thing goes for a country. Well, nor would I want some person that has nothing to do with my house or my neighborhood to come over and say, hey, you know what? I think you need to get rid of that shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> and I don't like the color of your house. It needs to now go to a it's different color. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's offensive to us. Yeah. And it, that's kind of what we're doing. Today. You can't use your backyard today because my cousin's coming in from town and he's going to use it because it's a holiday important in his heritage. Exactly. It, 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 it baffles the hell out of me from a common sense perspective. But then yeah. again, I don't think the the progressives are all about common sense. They're about what gets me to my end goal. And this seems to be unabashed power. And you you do that by eroding the other side's ability to be able to form any defense against you. And and this is a classic way to do that. Yeah. I mean, this is a state, you know, they're doing it by this, you know, the state or city issue, whatever, but it's no different than like all of a sudden, the FBI are the FBI and CIA and ICE going to start employing uh, illegal, you know, non-citizens to police the border. <laughs> you know, they're not, they're going to, they're not going to do that. Like this is, it's the nope. same thing here. You're, you're they might. people who are not At residents who are not citizens. You're giving them access to, to be on the board, to make decisions on all these different things. It's like, you know, the ICE is not going to, fill up their entire employee database who are checking the border with people who are undocumented. It's, it's just, it's insane. And all to your point before, all this is gaslighting. It's all gaslighting. Yep. Like they want to make common sense and truth to all of a sudden that's, you're the crazy one. If you, if you want the truth, if you want common sense, if you want. Exactly. You're not even just you're crazy. The, you're you're the evil. Crazy you're a racist and you're evil and you're everything else, you know, to undermine you as a human being. Yeah, you're right. Gaslighting happens. It's ubiquitous. Sometimes they don't even know they're doing it. Right. Either side. It's just but, second nature. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it comes being a politician, right? Yeah, I think that absolutely hit it, hit it right I mean, on the There neck. was one more story <laughs> I wanted to get into, but I just took a, sure. a just took a peek see at the time and we're going to run over if I do. Plus, I'm going to go off on it because it's another one that just oh, me up in a what? So we'll save it because sadly it's not going away. Let's wrap it up with oh, our good on. news story. <sighs> All right. Let's be brief. We can All share. right. We're going to be brief. I, I threw the notes okay. down so I wouldn't be tempted to do it. They're like on the floor under my feet. So I'm all just right. going to do this. We can, all, we can all research afterwards. Um, That's in it. Loudoun County, Virginia, 
there, you know, there was an initiative oh. that introduced critical race theory. You know where I'm going. I saw this. I saw this last night. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So you can help me that introduced critical race theory in the schools. And apparently one really not so smart teacher with good intentions did something in a horrible way. And when they were reenacting the underground railroad to teach their students, which is really creative, lively way of doing it. But in say's uber sensitive world, she wasn't careful or he wasn't careful about casting the students. And so one of the slaves happened to be a black student and that was like uproar. Right. And so that opened the door for critical race theory to be taught in schools and all this, but they took it too far. And some parents started to object when their kids were coming home and saying, Oh my gosh, I'm a terrible person just because I'm white. And their kids are crying. Like, you know, I'm a racist. And so some parents were like, well, wait a second. I think we, you know, overcorrected here. Let's check this out. You know, there has to be a better way. And that exploded. Those parents are now being doxxed online. There's a Facebook group that was formed with over 600 members calling for parents to organize and post these parents' names who are stepping up against critical race theory and hijack their, their websites and redirect them to critical race theory ones and make sure... Yep. Any official who's supporting them is not elected and to raise funds so that they can have an organized campaign to out and and take out and infiltrate and take these parents out for standing up against they don't want the critical race theory taught in their schools. They feel like there's probably a better solution than, you know, shifting all the way over to the other side, like overcorrecting and crashing into that tree. Right. So that was the story. Yeah. And, and the, the, the gentleman, Jason, I can't remember his last name. He uh, formed something called it's called the Daily Malarkey, um, his uh, his website. And so he's now part of that parent um, organization in Loudoun that's pushing back and they are tar- they've targeted him, too. Yeah. Um, seems like an interesting guy. I lived in Loudoun and I lived in Fairfax uh, when I was working, you know, at, at the agency and and. I, that was back. I, my first, uh, when I first moved there, it was 1988, a long time ago. Um, and I saw it changed. It's unrecognizable, uh, from 88 to, to now. And even, so I got out for many reasons, but not the least of which was, I didn't like the way it was going there. Um, didn't like the weather either, but you know, that's another one, but, but, Tons of friends of mine now are telling me they've, they've had it with Northern Virginia. It's it's just insane uh, what it's gotten to be. And this Loudon piece is an exemplar of that. The irony is the, the, the three richest counties in the country, okay, are Loudon is number one, uh, Fairfax number two, and Montgomery is number three. Oh, who knew? Okay, over in 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 Maryland, and that's always a bad sign when the richest counties. My dad told me this years ago, back in the seventies, when the when the surrounding area around the capital becomes the most concentrated with money, right? You're in a bad situation because the th- there's a reason for that, and there's a reason in that it's there's business to be had and made with the government. He yeah. always said the government was in the business of selling the rights to do business. Yeah, and, great, point. great point, Ron. And, and and he hated that. And I hate that. And I can see it now so clearly. And it explains why the three richest counties in the country are right there. Yeah. And why there's a move to make DC a state, but right. 
don't let me get there yep. either. Because, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, what is that? we got so much stuff we could go on. And who, on I mean, who coined the term critical race theory? I mean, I mean um, it was actually, a, I can't remember her name, but it was a woman. She was out of Harvard. And uh, this was uh, back in, there is, you can trace it right back to, yeah. uh, and she had the whole matrix laid out. And yeah. Yeah. I, I just go by love thy neighbor theory. I, I, I prefer that. Or you yeah. could just go with, I, don't be an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Done. I, like, let's just, just don't be an asshole. Right. And, and we're good. We got it. Like, enough exactly said. right. Uh, and, but, and have good character and have good character. Right. If you operate and if you operate with good character and integrity, you're going to love your neighbor. You're not going to be an asshole and things will fall into place. And you don't really have to tear down one set of society to build another one up. Like we can all rise together. That's the point. But you don't want to. They're just trying to tear down one part of the country to elevate another and that's not how it's supposed to go. You know, nobody called, has to be torn down. <laughs> the ball, it, look, the, where where I saw this, this is what Saddam did. This is what Gaddafi did. This is what um, uh, what they what they did in Syria. When you get the groups working against each other, right? Stalin did it to a T, right? When you get the groups working against each other internally, they don't have enough time to work against. You. The state, right? You, right? The power, right? The power structure. So they're too busy working against each other. That's what this is. I mean, this is this is a classic right out of communism. Yeah. yeah. And if you keep people divide, happy with nice little checks in the mail, that's right. Who wants it's an opiate? Right. Yeah. Right. He Marx used to say, "What? What? Um, religion is the opiate of the people? No, government is the opiate of the people." Because of your point, Dave, if I can give you things and give you money enough, just enough to keep you coming back and happy and voting for me, right. then it's 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 like that drug. You'll keep, always keep coming back, and I'll just get a little yeah. bit more, and you're you're hooked. It's you're a giant, an addict. Giant bribe to stay silent. You become an addict, and you can't just break the status quo. Yeah. yeah. That's All right, problem. let's end it on a so happy we're gonna, note. So we're going to end it on a happy note, and I'm going to have to reach for my- Keep you boys in line. You're letting for me my glasses guess. here, you know, just show my <laughs> age. Put but, your spectacles on. Yeah, and, and quite frankly, you know, these are stories that I, I would love to hear more about, and I think a lot of us should be focusing more on. Um, to your point, Ron, before, we talked a lot about this during this op-ed, but the government doesn't need to empower the people. I think the people are already empowered. The government needs to get- out of the the hell out of the way, right? So a California exactly. man raises $27,000 for uh, a substitute teacher who lost his job and was living in his car uh, due to coronavirus. Uh, the, Cal- the 77-year-old California who lost his job as a substitute teacher uh, was living in his car for almost a year, and wow. he received a massive check, $27,000, at a surprise birthday party this past Thursday uh, from an encounter with a former student of his, uh, Jose Villarreal, uh, known to uh, his students as Mr. V, has been living in his 1990s era Ford Thunderbird with peeling blue paint since May, when he resigned, get a resign from his position because the pandemic basically made substitute teachers obsolete. And so 
this uh, student um, did a little fundraiser and presented him with $27,000 on his birthday. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the kind of stuff you absolutely, we need to see more of, uh, you know, grassroots action where yeah. you, you, you take it in your hand to execute and do something. That's it. Government had nothing to do with that. Right. I, we talk about it all the time in the last few episodes is, you know, what, what Dave Portnoy is doing at Barstool Sports. Like, yep. There would be so much more of that if if citizens, we the people, were able to have more control over our finances, over our money, and the government wasn't constantly dipping in our pockets and raising taxes. Coming and, into our homes. Yeah, and coming. I mean, it's just, you know, the, we have all the power that we need to, to lift this country up and every, everyone along with it. It's just government is not the answer. Like, it needs to be shrunk, not grown. I, I agree with that. And I think the one way that it grows, uh, you know, it, and I think, again, uh, not to keep plugging him, but uh, Dennis Prager did it, talked about it, you know, in terms of how you look at life and government ends up growing when you have envious people that say you have too much. And now I'm going to tell you that I think because you have too much and I don't have this, I think by taking this amount from you to, to make what I want, not what you want, but what I want, then that's equitable. That's not equitable. That's right. thievery. Right. <laughs> I mean, Equality and equity. I just learned that today too. It's like AOC said, we don't make billionaires. We take from billionaires. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know what? That That's an interesting comment yeah. because we had an election here locally and I, I, the woman unseated. So the community I live in um, for the town, we pay probably 80% of the taxes that, that run the town in the, the little area that I live, the, the housing division that I live in. Fairly big town. And the woman that won unseated uh, one of the conservatives uh, about two years ago. She got two other candidates in this election that just happened last week to come on board that are in her line, progressive. And she has this big plan on doing all these changes uh, to the city, which don't need to be done, but she, she wants to do them. And when asked, well, where are you going to get the money? Oh, no, we'll just tax this this. Uh, housing group there they have too much money as it is so they should pay for it okay. and i'm thinking okay that's not how it's supposed to work <laughs> i know <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> yeah but it, it's how it, it is and well and, and she has no idea what goes on with respect to those people in the community that she pointed to in terms of the foundations that they formed the the to your point the portnoys of the world who formed groups with money right to to do good things that this these people have no idea about that's how they're using their money yeah but they can't see did. that look what we did so, we were supposed to end on a high note we went sorry. down we went down well the high note is i think when you lead people to their own devices yes they do the right thing and when government gets involved it gets it gets it gets too many people who want power and that gets in the way of the grassroots stuff that that we're talking yeah, about right. so that's our right message. yeah all right well and on another high note right a new york okay. state uh trooper i think it was yesterday or today rescued a bald eagle 
and, and oh, sing. awesome. And that was, you'll see that on, on social media, but that was a cool little story we shared on our Facebook page. And who doesn't love bald eagles, right? I love them. I Constant, love them. Yeah, bald eagles. Constant <laughs> reminder of, uh, of freedom. Absolutely. All right, Ron, thank you so much for sitting with us today on our op-ed. We get to be a little looser. It's op-ed, not op-news. So I like it uh, a little more because we get to we get to just be real. Yeah. So thank I you like very it. much. And we'll see you later on in Ops Lens. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ron.